Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that is part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Um, so, Craig. Yeah. Uh, I just had a couple things I wanted to run by you, get your take on them. Um, I have very strong opinions in either direction uh, for these three things, and I just wanted to run them by you to see what an honest, considerate take is. Okay. So, when someone says they have clinical depression. Okay. What's your take on that? Um, what do you mean by what's my, like, what, what is my opinion of the person? When or? someone says, I have clinical depression, I'm not going to say it in either okay. way. It's just they say, I have clinical depression. What, what comes to your mind? So, when someone says they have clinical depression, I assume that they have, that they are, like, going to therapy or they have seen a psychiatrist and they have been medically diagnosed with it and uh, and like have the resources to start treating it via therapy or medication or a combination of the both okay the next thing is when someone calls another person out for being defensive what's your take on that i no longer like where this is going i mean like i guess it depends on what it's uh like if in, you and I were going at to. it, listen, I, I want you, I'm going to spoil a little bit of this. I'm not going to come at you by the end of this. Okay. Okay. I am going to come at a couple people. Okay. A, a large population actually, but I'm not going to come at you. So don't worry about this it. This is worse. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, but when someone says, Hey, you're getting defenses. Hey, stop being defensive. I mean, if they're right, they're right. Okay. I don't think that, listen, I have never seen someone get called defensive and then suddenly no longer be defensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely important to tell someone, Hey, you were defensive. Um, but, uh, maybe saying you are being defensive isn't as helpful in the moment as it might be. Okay. And then how do you feel about people who use the word finesse? I don't really have an opinion, I don't think. So if someone were to be like, well, how did you get that done? Be like, bro, I just finessed it. Okay, or, well, that's that. I don't like that. Or be like, dude, how in the world did you um, get the cap off that thing? Bro, I just need a little finesse. Um, If it's like normal things that don't actually require finesse, it's kind of a show-offy word. But like, the the example that came to mind is like if somebody says, oh, you need to finesse this thread through the eye of a needle. Yeah, you kind of do need to finesse that. There's really no way around it. Um, but if they're just throwing that word around all lackadaisically, then I don't know. Not my favorite, I guess. All right, Craig. Let's start off with clinical depression. Hey, if you got depression, no reason to flex, bro. I don't need to know if it's clinical or not. <laughs> don't bring it up to say hey i'm depressed or hey i struggle with depression if someone says yeah i have clinical depression i'm like whoa this guy's got money everybody look at this guy he's got a doctor hey bro stop flexing are you really depressed or are you trying to show everyone you got money if you never i hate when people say clinical depression 
oh, unless someone says it about somebody else, be like, oh, they have clinical depression. Because then it's a descriptive word. When someone says, hey, I have clinical depression, I'm like, hey, you're depressed. Now you're just telling us you have money. And that pisses me off. If you have clinical depression, I don't care. And probably if you have clinical depression, nobody cares. And that's why you're depressed. Second, calling people out for being defensive. If you call someone out for being defensive, there's not a single time that's ever worked ever. Like you brought that up. No one's ever been like, oh, thanks for calling me out for being defensive. I recognize that. I'm going to now base my argument on merit. It never works. Just let the person be stupid, let them be defensive, and bring it up later when they're not defensive. But people who call out other people being defensive, yeah, you suck. And for all those people who use the word finesse on the regular, stop it. Whatever you're doing doesn't require finesse. It doesn't. Finesse is what happens when like 20 people have tried to like close a multi-million dollar deal and a person stops, steps in and gets it on the first try. That's finesse. Okay. You not slipping on ice doesn't take finesse, okay? You calming someone down when they're crying doesn't take finesse. Unless that person has a gun and is going to shoot a bunch of people up. I'll break it down like this. If you are trying to shoot someone, doesn't take finesse. If you're trying to shoot someone with a hostage in your hand and you're not trying to get any blood on the hostage, that takes finesse. If you're not doing one of those things... You don't know what finesse is. I promise you, your life is not important enough that you need finesse. Nine times out of 10, you're not good enough that you would need it. Okay. Hey, catching a slippery dog doesn't take finesse. Okay. Um, catching something when it's falling doesn't take finesse unless it's someone else's kid off a bridge and you jumped off a bridge to catch it before it hit the water. That takes finesse. Okay. Hey guys, this is Craig Wells here. I'm going to let you guys. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of insight. Having been Alex's friend for many years now, um, I just wanted to give my two cents in that um, these are all opinions that have been uh, brought to light by an event probably in the last 12 hours. So I, you know, sometimes you just got to let him run his course. You got to let him get all that steam off his chest. And, you know, once once he has everything out in the open, he'll start to feel better. He'll start to calm down and everything will go back to normal. Do you know what so, blows my mind is that people just don't have opinions on this stuff. <laughs> like you're like finesse. You're like, I don't know. It's kind of like what I'm like, no, bro. Because when someone says something like that, immediately in my head, I form opinions about them. And it's not judging. because No, that's exactly they, what it is. That listen, is exactly what it is. You know what? So say I'm judging him. But the thing is, I'm not going to hold him accountable for my judgments. So for instance, uh, Craig, if you said something like, let me try and think of something stupid that you would say. You know, I thought I wasn't going to attack you, but uh, but here we go. Here we go. If you were to say something like, um, listen, I'm not trying to be racist. I'm not trying to be offensive. I just genuinely have a question about something. I'd be like, stop doing that. Just tell me. I know you're cool. I know you're not trying to be insensitive. I know you're trying to be racist. Now ask me a question about what it's like to be black. Okay. No need to preface all this stuff. I know who you are. And see, I think that about you, but I don't think any less of you, Craig. And that's what I'm <laughs> saying is I don't judge people because I have opinions about you. I have very specific opinions about a lot of people. But And I might judge you, but at the end of the day, I'll let you be your own person. It's okay. And speaking of judging a book by its cover yeah, and not letting eight, you stop... 
Yeah. Alex just, spent, Alex just spent eight and a half minutes on what is already going to be the longest podcast we've ever recorded. So um, I tweeted this uh, on the Twitter account earlier, but I did not know that Gone with the Wind was going to be a four hour movie when I agreed to watch it. Um, I learned very fast and had to pay a very steep penance for it. But so our movie this week is is Gone with the Wind, and mm-hmm. we are going to do a non-spoiler section and also a spoiler section. So, you know, if you need to so if you need to skip it, if you need to skip the whole discussion, if you want to just listen to the non-spoiler section, we'll give another time code after that. We'll make sure you have plenty of time to skip it before we start spoilers. Just plan accordingly. Yeah, I think it's most of the time I one. like I come at you guys for like, well, this movie's super old. Why haven't you watched it? We're this whole month we're going to be talking about movies that are real old. Um, and I haven't and watched I don't any blame of them. You. Yeah, and I don't blame you for not watching them. This is not one of those times. If it came out six years ago or twelve years ago, it's different than it coming out eighty years ago. Um, and we kind of just picked movies that were classics. Um, so you probably know a little bit about them, but you probably haven't seen them. So no harm, no foul. I encourage you to watch these movies because it is a part of like history. Um, but yeah, so this movie came out in 1939. Yeah. And Craig, did you realize that when we were picking movies from the 30s, we could have picked The Wizard of Oz because it I came did, out this I, same year? I, I did think about that. Um, but I, I prefer watching movies that I haven't seen for mm-hmm. the podcast. So I'm I'm definitely okay with the uh, choice we did. Now uh, we do need to give the audience the time code because we have not done that yet. So here is your time code if you want to skip the movie discussion now. Time code fifty nine forty. Okay, go nuts. All right. So we watched this on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max, and before this movie, there's like a whole disclaimer about racism, right? Yes. One, two, skip a few. Let's get on with the movie, bro. So didn't care. I was in 90 seconds and I'm like, oh, I don't need to know this. No, I definitely liked the message she was saying, um, but it was two minutes too long that I watched the whole thing. It was four and a half minutes long. If that clip was just two minutes. Cool. Appreciate it. But like. Oh boy, we really dragged our feet in this already four-hour-long movie. Yeah, dude, I, I I give it ninety seconds, and I'm like, oh, she's still going, and then I realize, wait, I'm black. I know this <laughs> stuff isn't accurate. I do. I honestly, here's the thing. I hate disclaimers, like most of the time. The only time I think you need a disclaimer is if people don't know what they're getting themselves into. But it's hey, it's called Gone with the Wind, right? It came out in 1939. It's about post-civil war so you know what you're getting yourself into i didn't know what i was getting myself into i knew literally nothing about this going into it craig this movie came out in 1939 you think black people were gonna have a great role in this movie no of course not but like okay i knew there was gonna be racial insensitivity i was not expecting the opening title crawl to be like oh this story takes place in the dear old south the south we sure do miss it and then name dropping about how much they missed slavery in the first 30 seconds of the movie. I'm like, okay, I understand. I understand the disclaimer now. It makes sense. Yeah, I hated the disclaimer. I'm like, hey, let's give people the benefit of the doubt. If they're racist to be like, oh, yeah, this movie's awesome. 
um, the black people, the way the black people are portrayed, totally accurate. The way black people are portrayed in the South, right after slavery was ended, totally accurate. Yo, freaking obviously not. Okay. So I was like, can we give the audience the benefit of the doubt? Can we just assume that they're halfway intelligent? Craig, did anyone watch the movie with you? Uh, no. Okay. Macy didn't hang in there with me. Okay. Um, and I think, I don't know if she was just as annoyed with it as me, but I'm like, you know, black people are not going to get portrayed well in this, right? Like we're all on the same page. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. Let's move on. I think that it's important for like streaming companies and companies that like host these movies to yeah. be like, Hey, just so you know, we want you guys to watch this, but like understand that there are problems. And yeah. like, so like the Disney plus disclaimer, like it's five seconds long and it's like, Hey, this doesn't represent, you know, modern day ideology. If you want more details, visit this website. And I think that's cool. It's literally five seconds. And then we go, we get on with it. It's just one of those things. I'm like, yeah, bro, we're watching this. We're actually watching this movie in black history month. Okay. Listen, I know we know these things. And if you, and if the thing is, if you don't know these things, then that message isn't going to do a thing for you anyway. So, the title sequence in this movie. Okay. Three, first, four. Let's skip some more and start this movie, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah. It was... Um, You could skip the title of the movie because each letter took up a third mm-hmm. of the frame. They, and so it was they, drawn on. Like, it was painted. Yeah. So, they scrolled... From right to left, the title, Gone with the Wind, which is a lot of characters, and each one, it's like that John Mulaney bit where it's like, start with a big H, and then a big A, except the letters didn't get smaller, they just kept it really big for the entire title. Yeah, it was so annoying. And I know all older movies love doing that. That ticked me off. Also, this movie came out the same time as Wizard of Oz. I found that out because their accents sounded exactly like the people in the Wizard of Oz, how they talked. Like, we're talking the OG one, guys, with, you know, what's her face and what their face is in it. Um, do you know any of those people's names? She's super famous, too. Yeah, I know. Who played well, Dorothy, dude? Is she, She's uh, super, uber famous. Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Yeah. We, we knew that off the top okay. of our head. We knew that off the top yeah. of our head, guys. Dude. The way they talked, that's it's like super that fake. Transatlantic. Yeah, it's act, so yeah. annoying. Thankfully, I forgot about it halfway through the movie. Like, not even halfway. Like, fifteen minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is just how people talk. Yeah, we have to be careful of our exaggerations because halfway through this movie is two, two hours. hours. Yeah, I'm like, okay, it, I, I dropped it a lot faster than half, halfway. <laughs> I dropped about twenty minutes in, but I was like, it was super annoying um, in the beginning. Because it's just so of that time, it didn't make sense. Okay, so two things. First of all, I like to give plot synopses uh, for people who have not seen the movie or have not seen it in a while. Okay. Scar- so Scarlett O'Hara is, you know, a young dame in uh, pre and also post Civil War. The movie takes place right before the Civil War and a little bit afterwards. And long story short, she's pining for someone else's husband. And she's trying to win him over while trying to figure out her feelings for Clark Gable's character. And it becomes this huge, dramatic, romantic mess. And that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah. 
you get to see a person go through, you know, being on a wealthy plantation with slaves and servants um, in a very like high part of society. To being in a this- poor plantation with slaves and servants. Well, no slaves because <laughs> slaves are outlawed. So You're then right. afterwards, um, you know, you see everyone want to go into the war, think they're going to win. Afterwards, hey, spoiler alert, the South doesn't win. And this takes place in Georgia. And this uh, movie is so upset about that. Like, yeah. this movie paints the Union as the bad guys every chance they get the opportunity to. And, yeah. like, and like more than a, a, like, oh, this movie is about the bad guys, so obviously they're going to think the good guys are the bad guys. It's like, oh, no, whoever was in charge of this thought they were the bad guys. Yeah, so that happened, right? And then post- like civil war you get to see how the taxes are raised and all the yankees that live in the north are coming down because all the land is cheaper in the south called carpetbaggers so all the carpetbaggers come in this is a little history lesson and then you know they're raising the taxes of the town and then half the south is destroyed from the war so all these people are in poverty now and then how the main character builds up wealth and this whole time she's pursuing love right yeah so this movie felt like a TV show. So so Alex and I watched it in different methods. He watched it over the course of two days. I watched it all in one sitting. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex, how did you decide where to take your break? Well, there's an intermission. It doesn't say intermission, but it is a 40-second black screen. You know where it is. Yeah. It's an intermission. There's a title sequence. It's like a fade to black Black for a while, sort of like Michael Jackson, then <laughs> fades. Title sequence, synopsis. There's a whole lot of like Star Wars scrolling text in this of like, hey, we don't have time to have a six hour movie. So we're just going to have to explain this to you. Um, and they do that a lot in this movie. And then that happens again. And then there's two hours left. So I yeah. decided, I personally think two, it's t- separating it in half is the way to watch this movie. I don't think anyone should watch this straight through. Well, I did. And um, when I got to the end, I felt like I had watched like a six episode TV show. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm for just sure. like, they introduce characters that like we haven't seen since episode three. And um, they like remove characters that we haven't seen in a while. We forget about characters. Um characters go through like four different arcs like it is dude 100 if they were to redo this movie it'd be a tv show it'd be yeah. a limited release um like straight up it'd be a tv show and it'd probably be good yeah yeah um so that's critically a couple things i have wrong with this movie one in the beginning everyone has red hair hey i know they're supposed to be irish but not every Irish person has red hair. Also, um, there was a large period of time where everyone hated the Irish because they were coming in and taking people's jobs. So the fact that all of them were so proud to be Irish, I'm like, maybe you should keep that under wraps, bro. These people don't like the Irish. Second also, thing. Yes? None of them hot. None of them were hot. And let me re- and let me say why that's important. Because Scarlet makes a big deal about how Ashley is like the most, is like the best suitor that he could have that she could have 
you know, she's like, she has like a schoolgirl crush on Ashley. Oh, and Ashley I, is a guy, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, so this Ashley guy is probably going to be really hot. He comes down the stairs, turns the corner, and I'm like, oh, never mind. Dude, he's not he's not unattractive. He's he's pretty. I, to be honest with you, straight up, guys, he's a seven. He's hotter at the end of the movie. I think, yeah, he's just, he is attractive. I just, he's, he's now the barrier to entry for attractiveness in Hollywood is so unbelievably high that this guy doesn't compare to them, but he's like a Ryan Gosling. Um, No, I'll say he's like Ryan Gosling's brother where you're like, (laughs) oh yeah, there's potential. I, I definitely tell you're a Gosling. You're not the Gosling, but yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's about at that level. But um, then they started introducing other guys, and they just kept getting less and less attractive yep. from him. Uh, and I'm like, huh? "Ooh, boy, this is not doing anyone any favors, now, is it?" Yeah. Um, I will say if this this is filmed in the 30s, I'm like, eh, I'll allow most of you to be unattractive. You guys haven't learned anything about fitness. You guys haven't learned that six packs are cool yet. Biceps aren't cool yet. Really, I don't know what makes a person attractive in the 30s. Money, probably. Well, I think back then people liked that, like, big. I'm going to, I'm like, the tone didn't matter. Like, if you were, like, you could be big and not toned and people didn't care. I don't know. I don't think there people going with dad bots. I literally don't know what guys, I think hair was very important. I think hair was extremely important because everyone in this movie had great hair. I, besides that, I literally have no idea. There was a very, you could tell what women were beautiful at this age. Like when this was being filmed, you could be like, oh, I know what an attractive woman. Age was. being era. Yeah. Um, the guys, though, I'm like, I feel like I went to high school with a bunch of people at this level. Okay. You had a second point that I cut you off with. Second point. Um, a lot of backdrops in this movie. A <laughs> lot of backdrops. A lot of backdrops. A lot of backdrops. A lot of fake backgrounds just painted on. And you could tell every time. Every, every time. time. If hey, you th- if you th- if you look at something and you're like, oh, is that a green screen? Be like, no, it's not a green screen. They just painted a set. Mm-hmm. It's a painted set. Also, in the first act, which is the first two hours of the movie. The amount of silhouette shots in this movie is bananas. Um, I want to say something that I thought was really funny. One of the first things in the movie is Scarlet is running out of the house because mm-hmm. she's trying to catch up with her dad. I think who's like jumping horses and the house servant like, like pops out of the window and starts shouting at her. She and like this house servant is shouting as loud as she possibly can. Scarlet turns around and then is just talking in her normal yep. voice. And I'm mm-hmm. like, "There's she can't hear you, Scarlet. She cannot hear you." Um, another huge thing that I loved is, uh, and this time, all the girls, hey, it's lunchtime, take a nap, dude. Yes, unironically, if an if if this conversation would happen in my life, Craig, do you want to go to this party? No, I don't really think that's my scene. We have a designated nap time. When do you want me to be there? Yeah, it's, uh, hey, after lunch, all the ladies are taking naps. All the guys, we're going to go smoke cigars and drink brandy and talk politics. 
Speaking of talking politics, that's when we get to meet Ashley and you get to meet um, Butler, first name Rhett. So Rhett Butler and you get to meet Ashley Wilkes. Those are by far the coolest guys in that room. Couldn't care less about every other male in this story. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes, correct. The main characters are so cool, understandable dynamic they have extensive arcs and every other dude you meet in the story not important that's not even a story that's not even a spoiler it's just like hey you know the people you like don't worry they're the only cool people you'll ever meet um something i noticed was clark gable had such bad posture in this movie because almost every scene he's in he has a short woman very close to him, so he has to be, like, small and hunched over in order to be, like, kind of on their level. And it was just, like, this weird little, like, posture thing that I noticed throughout the movie. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give you a quick synopsis of each person's personality. So Clark Gable is playing a character called Rhett Butler. He is a womanizer. 90% of this movie, he's squinting to show you that he's cool and he's got swagger. <laughs> he's, he's always smoking a cigar always smoking a cigar he is filthy rich um a lot of people think he gets his money from ill-gotten gains he's a captain in the army um very objective very i would say like hedonistic worldly um he's one of those people uh in that scene we we're describing where all the men are talking politics he's like the south is never going to win we don't have cannons. The North has cannons. They have factories. They've been planning for this. And everyone else but he's is like, the kind of, but he's the kind of person to say, we're not going to win, but I'm still going to fight anyway. Yeah. He's like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do because all the guys are going to do it. And if I don't do it, I'm going to lose everyone's respect because just so you know, this is a bad idea. He's a very like Flynn Rider esque character. That's a tangled reference. Um, but he's, he's, he's kind of a, he's kind of a F boy. If you get me. Hey, I'm sorry, your character synopses are more important than what I'm about to say. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, So he's one of those doesn't believe in marriage kind of person. Falls in love with the main character, Scarlett. Moving on to the next guy, Ashley Wilkes. This is the, it is my duty to fight for the South. However, that point you just made, um, Rhett, about us losing, I'll hear out your point because I'm an educated man and I want to understand all facets of this argument. But I know it is my duty to go to war. It is my duty to win for our South. I am loyal to my wife. I believe in the best of people. And I'm going to work my hardest. It is my job to provide for the women You know, I'm supposed to protect. Very like, oh, there's a word for this. Was it moralistic? Person who sticks to their morals. Very ethical. Very, um, there's a C word chivalrous chivalrous you know what came to my mind chauvinistic you know the opposite, <laughs> the opposite. yeah so those are the two guys who are like um probably in the love triangle of scarlet then you have scarlet the if no one's gonna do it i'm gonna do it i know what i want don't get in my way whatever it takes kind of person um she is the main character she is very like kind of rough around the edges like i know what i want don't tell me what i'm supposed to do i'm gonna just go for it and take it um she is the main character a lot parts of this movie she's kind of unlikable 
because you're like, dude, your life could be so much easier than this. Most of the the movie. movie. She's also very quick to slap somebody in the face. Yo, I I took notes of that. Every guy that she slapped, like, I understand that it's like a stage slap or whatever, took it. They they freaking took it. That was in my notes. I'm like, these guys are taking these slaps like a freaking man better I've, than i could take it They're yeah eating that because i think bro. i think the first person she slaps is Rhett, and his face hardly moves and i'm like i understand that this is like a stage thing but as a character if you if you legitimately took that slap and did not move your face like how like that is the most stoic thing you could possibly do the thing is is all the hits in this movie are not real except for the times she slaps a guy Every time she slaps a guy, they eat it, bro. They just take it and their face doesn't move. And every time it happened, I was so proud of them. I'm like, dude, you're a real man. Thank you so Um, much. That was so cool. Are there any characters you want to do a very quick run through for? Um, Melanie is the person who you find out very early in the movie is married to Ashley. And thus becomes Scarlet's nemesis. Right. However, Melanie is the most genuinely nice human being you ever met in your entire life. They're the kind of person that goes, I don't believe in rumors. I don't care if this has ever happened. If a person slaps her in the face, they'll be like, I'm sure she's going through plenty of stuff. She didn't mean it. She's getting emotional. She is faithful. She is loving. She never does anything bad to anyone this entire movie. And she's just there for people. And and, and she's so good. You kind of wish that she was the protagonist of this movie instead. Yeah, you're rooting for her because she is genuinely the nicest human you'll ever see. Um, I mean, and then I mean, those are like the four main characters. Yeah, um, just I, I think this is the you're gonna important. meet a character not important. I just want to get this out of the way. Um, there's a part where uh, Scarlet goes to visit her husband's aunt. The most, oh, the most annoying dude. character. I like. There's an uh, like. Her and Pris are tied for, like, annoying characters, but, like, Aunt Hamilton takes the cake by, like, a country mile. Um, Because she does this bit where, like, if anything causes her a minor inconvenience, she faints. And she makes a big deal about fainting. And, like, every sentence is, like... Aunt Pity Pat, bro. What? Aunt Pity Pat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hated hated her. Hated her. Hated her. The like whatever joke they were going for with her was more annoying than funny. It was yeah, it was obnoxious. And like that's why I I think that's why I didn't find Pris as annoying. Like obviously her mannerisms uh, were kind of like annoying, like kind of like grinded against you a little bit. But like you could tell that that was just like the character they were trying to make, whereas. Mm-hmm the ant character was supposed to be a comedic relief character and was just annoying. And that's why I didn't like her. Right. Um, another quick note before we get into spoilers, all the screaming in this movie are obnoxious. They, okay. So audience, I don't know which, uh, how into audio quality you are. There's something called spiking a mic where it just, when you're too loud, I'll do it for you real quick. So this is what it's like to spike a mic. It distorts the audio really badly. Every and the next scream, few seconds, as you will hear. <laughs> yes. Every scream in this movie spikes the mic. Every single one. And it hurts my ears. It's obnoxious as I'll get out. And Prissy's voice, it 
I don't think it spikes the mic too much, but it's in a register. She's she's a servant girl who's like she's kind of got Minnie Mouse's kind of voice. And it's so it's at a frequency that's going to annoy you. Stick through the movie. You're just going to hate it. You're going to hate it. If you want to know how bad it is, look it up on YouTube. It's Prissy's voice in Gone with the Wind. She's a black servant girl. And it is obnoxious. Some might call her a slave. I'm just (laughs) I'm saying servant because I don't know if we're pre or post Civil War. So I I think it was pre. Yeah. Her character was was all pre. Rough, dude. It was rough. We do need to move into spoilers. This is going to be a long spoiler section. Like. It's gonna we're it's a long movie, we're gonna take our time. Right. So This is a little bit of a film history month with decades. We picked movies that are notable, so there's kind of a lot to say. Okay, so here's your time code once again if you don't want to hear us talk about spoilers. Time code fifty nine forty. Um, I meant to bring this up in the non spoiler section, but it's okay. I didn't know that barbecues were an old thing. I knew they were an old thing. I didn't know they were called barbecues. Yeah. Like, just the concept of people in petticoats and fluffy dresses. Did, did they cook the same things? Like, they had to have, right? I, I must like, be. It's definitely some ribs? kind of meat. There was a lot of things that kind of threw me off about this movie. I'm like, well, this is supposed to be taking place. The thing is, is this movie's so old. That there were people in the Civil War that were still alive when this movie came out. That's That's bananas. That's nuts. The actors in this movie, there's an actor that was born, many actors in this movie born in the 1880s. Yeah. Civil War ended in the 60s. So that means their parents could have been in the Civil War. So I kind of took a lot of it to heart. I'm like, the way the reference in the Civil War is very accurate because their grandparents could just come to set and be like, oh, no, that didn't happen. You know? That being said, the amount of times I didn't know it was called Bo, like the person you loved, kind of like saying baby. Yeah. Or or hey love. They say Bo a lot, B A U. They also say yippity doodah. <laughs> which is like what? Uh, oh gosh. Uh, there was one time where Scarlet said fiddly D with a straight Fiddly D, bro. I'm not up to here with fiddly D. <laughs> what else? There's a lot of jokes about marrying your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> That's not ironic. It's just real. They weren't jokes. They weren't jokes, but they were jokes to us. Yeah. I'm just like, whoa, marrying your cousin. Um, okay. Let's uh, talk about things. Let's talk about things that were not jokes, but I thought were joke. but I laughed at them like they were jokes. Um, I laughed a lot in this movie. So... There's a scene. So one of the first scenes in the movie is Scarlett getting married to Mr. Hamilton. And she's sobbing at the altar, absolutely losing it because she's like, because she's giving her heart to someone who she doesn't love. And she does not believe. And like, she's afraid of being tied down. Mr. Hamilton, by the way, guys, is Ashley's brother. Yeah. Charles, I think his name is. No, it's no, it's um, Melanie's brother. So Ashley's brother-in-law. Got you. Yeah. yeah. And she so, made that decision in 30 seconds to marry this guy. 
Yeah, like she, she did that typical like, no, I don't like you. Ooh, actually, wait a minute, I will marry you. So she's sobbing at the altar, absolutely losing it. And then the next frame of action is her husband dying off camera. <laughs> I'm like, bro, that's a 30-second marriage. I'm he like, died of seconds. pneumonia, and we learned about it through a letter. I and like, I thought that was the funniest thing on the planet. I was like, they don't even want us to think about what their life was like together. <laughs> like, Dude, like, we're talking less than a minute they were married. Less than a minute. That is not an exaggeration. Craig is correctly. He was. He's not exaggerating. They it were is married. The next they frame of action, not <laughs> even the next frame of action, and he dies off camera to pneumonia. Dude, one scene they get engaged on a whim. Next scene they're married. The scene's less than two minutes long. Next scene he's dead. I'm like, this guy gets no screen time to <laughs> piss so somebody I'm off. Like, what is this movie gonna be up? Like what? Like what is this movie even about when you're a widow for the for for three hours? And then the other thing, the other thing that made me laugh so hard is when the South was like kind of like starting to accept defeat or like the South was was accepting that the war wasn't going their way. There's a scene where like the town is kind of crying and they're handing out papers and they're handing oh cash. They're handing out casualty lists. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, And everybody's crying. And these kids are playing are playing the song Dixie on the flute, which which, if you don't know, is this super upbeat, high tempo song. This this uh, it's like and these kids are sobbing while they do it. Absolutely tear wrenched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a close up on the guy's face and they do a close up. And this kid, this small child is crying while playing the most upbeat song on the planet and i just found that so funny dude i will say that this movie's so old it you know all the songs yeah because there's, yeah, there's a there's a time where if it's not super old like the 50s and 60s there's gonna be people we haven't heard of however in the 1860s there's only like 30 songs you know all of them so i was like oh i know the song oh i know this song i'm like oh i'm gonna know every song in this none of these like there was no composers like i guess there were composers like orchestras and stuff but in like america there was no like music artists no one was touring you know so i'm like oh i gotta know this song well they were like obviously there were right they had concert halls for a reason but the fact of the matter is like they weren't as preserved as they are now which is important right i mean yeah and there's like as far as record there was no recording it so as far as like it's there's no preservation of anything like that except for sheet music, which is all the big band stuff, which is why we know he's a jolly good fellow and um, grand old flag and all those super patriotic movies, uh, songs rather of stuff that was 150 years ago. We still know it. I do want to touch on this, and this is so important for me to talk about. Rhett Butler is a freaking savage and i loved it yeah Red if savage he had the opportunity he would take it Rhett savage is like such an interesting character to watch like obviously we all know that like there's some sort of raging misogyny happening in every male character in this movie 
but whenever he like like slammed someone down you're like yeah yes yes that was good do that again yeah he he's the kind of guy that someone says oh dude i i like i got to a point where i was writing stuff down and okay we're in the spoiler section so i'm not saying spoiler hey guess what scarlet marries everybody everybody yep Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she's out here trying to get hers and the first two she doesn't even marry because she loves them she's married because she's trying to get stuff done and the first one that's debatable right but so her second husband dies right and she goes butler says to her like a thief who isn't the least bit sorry they stole but sorry for their going to jail this woman's husband Mm -hmm. died yesterday and she's crying (laughs) because she's like i feel like i'm going to hell I feel like I married him for the wrong reasons. And he goes, oh, you're scared of going to hell? You're not scared you married him. You're scared of the consequences. And her husband died yesterday. Also, every chance he gets to be like, woman, you have no idea what you're talking about. Or you're only saying that because you're trying to get something from me. Or you came here for my money, never should have trusted you in the first place. He says it to their face, just as blunt like that, if not more. And every time he says it, I was clapping, I was laughing, and I was loving it. So I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say a Rhett Butler quote, and I want you to tell me if this is effective flirting or not. All right, are you ready? Yep. You deserve kissing. Fire, dude. I don't know. Is it so fire, dude? Is it? Ladies and gentlemen, you might know Rhett Butler from his world-famous quote, Frankly, my dear, I don't give a peep, and it's beautiful. You're yeah. also going to have to wait four hours to get there. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is like the second to last line in the movie, and when he said it, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that was this movie. Forgot that was a meme, too. I'm like, wow, that was, dude, it was so good. He is such a savage. At the last last point of this movie, I'm like... Oh, we're going to end the movie like this because he is not giving in. This woman is begging for him and he goes, I do not care. You're just saying this. Yeah. You haven't loved me. You've never loved me. You've always loved someone else. I can hardly tell if you're faithful and he just keeps shutting her down. I'm like, dude, we got three minutes left. We got two minutes left. We got one minute left. And I'm like, oh, he's not going to. He's not going to give it to her. So I have this note and I and it circles around to my big take away from this movie and Mm -hmm. so at the end of the movie i genuinely never knew like i've never had such an unreliable narrator in a movie before which is to say i never believed a single word that came out of scarlet's mouth by the end of the movie because i never knew what her motives were i never knew where her heart truly was i never knew if she wanted to be with ashley or if she has moved on and she does want to be with Rhett, or when she's with Rhett, like she's like oh i actually do want to be with ashley but then she is with ashley and she's like no i don't want to cheat like i like she has such inconsistent mindsets that like by the time she was like trying to talk Rhett into not leaving i'm like i don't even know what you want yeah i don't even know what you want i don't think you know what you want and i think that is either good writing good acting or both because i think that was the point i think think that definitely was the point however this i do i want to circle back to the my main takeaway is i have never sympathized less 
for a main character. I, and- dude, I wonder where it was in this, in this. Oh, it was right after the second act started. So I'm at this point, two and a half hours in this movie. I was like, are we supposed to like her? Cause I hate yeah, her. I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you where mine was. Mine was during the battle of Atlanta. So right before the end of the first act. So like approximately 30 minutes before you did. Yeah. Where, so, so everybody's fleeing Atlanta and so, like, with Rhett and Pris and Dr. Maud and um, and Scarlet, and I'm like, I don't care if any of these characters, the only character I care about is Melanie, kinda. Yeah, because um, she's genuinely a great human being. So, we are rooting for her. We are rooting for her this entire movie. So, every time something bad happened to Scarlet, I'm like, well, what did you expect? I don't know what you expected other than this bad thing to happen. So like when he so when she kisses Ashley and 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 gets called out for it and gets you know rumor milled, I'm like is it a little harsh but like maybe don't kiss another girl's husband. Dude, speaking of a freaking savage, Rhett comes in and goes, "Oh no, you're not going to be modest tonight. You're wearing this red dress. You're going to show everyone who you really yeah. are. I'm going to force Ooh, yeah. you to go in front of these." I'm yeah. like, "Dude, this is your wife and you don't and he loves her. He yeah. genuinely loves her and he goes, "No, you're going to have to go through this." Yeah. You made your bed, lay in it. And I'm like, And so she marries two people, neither of them, both of them for selfish reasons, and yep. then they both die and she says, you know, and 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 she expresses how tired she is of faking grief and faking being in mourning and i'm like wow that is the least sympathetic thing i could ever feel for a person (laughs) dude she's nuts like and i i don't know it's not common that movies because the thing is the arc is supposed to make you love her more i think the arc makes you understand her more yeah it i definitely yeah i definitely understand with i i sympathize with that more i just like It's what makes me most conflicted about this movie overall, because it is a long and I'm going to say torturous movie. There is so there's just so much to this movie that like automatically I want to give it a low rating and Scarlett's behavior like Scarlett as a main character sucks. So so I want to give it a low rating, but just the way that she interacts with all these other characters, the way that like she somehow redeems them and they kind of like put things into perspective for her. Like, I don't know. It, I don't know. It messes with me, man. Dude, this movie is episodic. There's a it, moment. It legitimately is. I think when I, when there's a, there's a scene where Scarlet gets assaulted, not sexually, just straight up assaulted. Right. And like afterwards, jumped. all the men like mugged and all the men that she's close with goes out and like, Oh, we're going to take out these guys. That scene where their girls are all around and they're knitting and the guys come in, I'm like, I'm invested in this. Yeah. I am that in was, this, dude. That was the coolest scene in the movie where Rhett is giving everybody alibis drunkenly. Um, like, very good. Very good stuff. Liked it a lot. There was, this movie is guilty of two things that should count against it. So I the whole time I was like, how much longer? How much longer? How much longer? Which is normally a sign of a bad movie. However... I am glad the movie was as long as it was. There were a couple long scenes. There was a couple scenes that I'm like, I don't care about this. Why is there was a few scenes I'm like, why is this scene in the movie? Why is this scene in the movie? Why is this scene in the movie? So they could have made it shorter. I don't I, know why those scenes I, were. I'll in. tell you one I'll tell you one of the scenes that I didn't I did not love 
the sequence at Terra right at, like at the beginning of Act Two. Like for oh, some where she shoots the guy well, in no, the face. I just mean like the whole like her trying to manage a homestead. I did not find very interesting. Obviously, there were like spikes in that area, but like overall, not my favorite part. Yeah, I think it's the. Be- I literally just looked at this like it's a play. I'm like, okay, the beginning of the second act, we just came yeah. off freaking climax. It's gonna take a while to get back up, but dude, it, it is literally every hour is a full length episode, and a lot happens. So I don't feel like there was ever a point where things were slow because the whole movie takes place over the course of like 15 years. I just pulled that on my butt. I don't actually know. But I know in the beginning of this movie, Scarlett's 16. And at the end of the movie, she's had three husbands. So okay, an entire civil war has happened. We need to talk about the one thing that we have not talked about that we just super duper need to. Mm-hmm. And that's Bonnie. Oh, and you know, at the end where they just start killing everyone (laughs) so they have a kid and at like about six years old this kid rides a pony and says i'm gonna jump this pony i'm gonna have the pony jump over a little fence but the but the pony runs right into the fence and kills bonnie yep like just like her grandfather like, like obviously i saw it coming Yes. Once she said the phrase, I'm going to jump the horse, I'm like, oh, Bonnie's going to die. R.I.P. Dude, it's so easy to die in this movie. But but I didn't expect them until that moment. I did not expect them to kill a kid. Oh, I knew they were going to. But the thing is, is what blows my mind is this movie doesn't have a, we have 30 minutes left. We can't kill anybody else. We have to further the plot. This movie's like, killing people is furthering the plot. So they're going to kill people with six minutes left. They're going to kill one character and then three minutes later, kill the next most major character. It blows my mind that I'm like, what is happening? Are you, what were these guys costing too much to be on set? Like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm like, we have 30 minutes left. You can't kill anybody. And you kill two people. Like, what is happening? But at the if i'll tell you what i was genuinely surprised was something i had no idea did something dark happen before bonnie died i feel like something dark happened like while they were in london or something oh because that's when you find out that they were separated let me look because i have two separate notes for this so quick uh there's a million things to summarize for, for you audience but um so scarlet gets married he dies you know 90 seconds later then she gets married again um, to her sister's beau um, because they have no money and she's going to go out and make some. And he has opened up a store with a lumber business. So he tells the guy, hey, my sister is getting married to someone else. You held her waiting for so long because you were you know, trying to save up money. What it was. And so she marries that guy and then he dies. Right. So now she's two husbands down. She's twice a widow. Right. And then she goes and marries Rhett, so this is her third husband. Then they get separated, and he moves to London with their daughter, Bonnie. What were you saying, Craig? I remembered what it was. It's uh, when Rhett throws Scarlet down the stairs, and she has a miscarriage because of it. First of all, he didn't throw her down the stairs. She lashed out 
try to hit him or push him. He simply gets out the way. Tai Chi's that nonsense. She falls down the stairs. When she fell down the stairs, I'm like, oh, she's dead. So, so oh, yeah. what did she? There was, there was also like a, what if an accident were to happen and you were to lose this kid? Yeah. Two seconds later, accident happens. So I'm like, and this is the scene where she's announcing her pregnancy to him. She's because she's upset at him because yeah. um, he has sexually assaulted her in a very recent scene. Oh, um, by the way, why didn't she wake up so happy right after that happened? I, dude, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> she seemed pretty thrilled about, you know, being sexually assaulted. What um, is happening? Uh, And so, yeah, she's like, hey, Rhett, I'm mad at you. I'm pregnant with your baby. And he goes, okay. And then she falls down the stairs and the baby miscarries. For yeah, obviously. he goes, okay. And so, and so maybe I'm, an accident will happen. Two seconds later, an accident happens. She miscarries. She falls down a flight of stairs. <laughs> and when we say flight, we mean like at least 25. At least 20 stairs, dude. At so, least. Ugh. So I'm reeling from this. Like they just like they gave her like a, a dangerous, like aggressive miscarry. And also then, then he's crying. This is um. Rhett, we're talking about Rhett Butler. He's just like, she had a miscarriage and he is tearing himself apart. He goes, what have I done? She's never going to forgive me. I love this woman to death and our relationship is irreparable. Yeah. And so I'm reeling from this miscarriage. They go to London for literally three minutes and then she, and then they come back and then kill another kid. I'm like, guys, guys, give me a second to breathe here. And then yeah. three minutes later, they kill Melanie. And I'm like, guys, 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 stop. Yeah. So it goes, stop. London, kid scared of the dark, come home. Find out she's pregnant, kills the kid. Kid rides horse, kills that kid. <laughs> Ran out of kids, kill the next nicest person. <laughs> Bites the dust. And she goes, by the way, I don't believe any of those rumors. Take care of Ashley when I'm gone. And... By the way, Rhett loves you with all his heart. Take care of him as well. And then the movie ends when she goes, and then Rhett goes, hey, what did she say to you? She goes, you truly love me. And he goes, yes, I do. What else? He goes, she also told me to take care of Ashley. And he goes, well, there's your permission. And he packs up his bags and leaves with two minutes left in the movie. And you realize, there's no resolution to this. He's really gone. And and she looks to the sky and she's like, what am I to do? I've lost everyone in my life. I don't know what I'm going to do. And she looks at me and she goes, Tara, Tara, I'll go home. I'll go home to Tara. With who? Yeah. With, with who? who? Everyone. Oh, by the way, everyone hates you. And you want to know why everyone hates you? She is so business minded people when she is trying to when she's with her second husband and she's trying to get her money back because she has no money. She's poor post-war that she's riding her own horse, which women aren't allowed to do. She's running her own business. She's being dismissive to everyone. Everyone in town yeah. hates her. Right. She is. Then, she is like as hashtag girl boss as one could have been at the time. Yeah. Everyone hates her guts. Right. And then it gets out that she loves Ashley and that she's having an affair so everyone in town double hates her. Oh, and did we mention before that she stole her sister's 
love interest, and then he dies. So it's not like her sister's going to get back with her. So now her family. How does he die her. again? Um, remember when she gets assaulted and then they go and fight oh, the people right, who assaulted right, her yeah. and he catches a bullet to the face? Yeah, another so then, off-camera death. Both of her husbands die off-camera. <laughs> right. So her family hates her. The town hates her twice. She's got no family left. The person she's married to just peaced out, said, frankly, I don't give a beep. And then she's like, I'll get them back with the only people who have stuck by me this whole time. My black servants that I call darkies. Yeah. So now that, so uh, what, what do you want to give the, you were having difficulty coming up with a rating when we started this conversation. 50 minutes later. How do you feel about it now? To be honest with you guys, there's a couple of scenes that are just going to be hard for you to do. Like I said, Prissy's voice is unbearable. In the beginning, you're like the camera shots, the silhouettes, the painted backgrounds. It's kind of hard. However, through and through, it's kind of a good movie. I think so, too. I think it's kind of a good movie. I think. Um, and, and because it's such a long movie and like we aren't really accustomed to that anymore, I felt accomplished. Like just watching the whole movie feels like an accomplishment. And the fact that it's like an, a pretty good movie at that, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Dude, this movie does not lack plot. There's a lot going on. A lot going on. I never got bored. That being said, I don't know if I said I wasn't allowed to do like non-rounded numbers. I don't care if I said that before. I think that was my like New Year's resolution. And I'm no, I was going to bring that up. And I was going to bring that up. You, your new year during our new year's resolution we said only ha- like rounded to the point five quarters zero, point no we said point five or zero oh. and you and you've done nothing but point twos and point fours since but you know you do you it's okay. your podcast well you know what um i'm gonna give this movie a seven seven five all right hey that's seven the- and three quarters no alex a seven five would give us our second unanimous decision no it's a seven and three quarters seven point seven five okay okay it is surprising and to be honest i would love to go to seven eight but we got to play by the rules here so i definitely went into this movie expecting it to like kind of suck for four hours because i'm like great an old romance movie it's kind of slaps kind of slaps dude it's kind of it's a classic for a reason if you go in knowing that you're gonna hate scarlet by the end of it then you just get to enjoy hating her (laughs) which sounds really awful but she is the anti-hero of this movie she is not have you ever watched this movie before i've never seen this movie before my mom loves this movie and no i could only remember two scenes from this movie do you want to guess what they were no first one the town's burning down (laughs) <laughs> and Rhett's leading a horse through the fire. Yeah. Second one, a guy getting his leg amputated. <laughs> That's the only. You know and, they don't, and, and they don't have any chloroform left. Right. So the reason I remember those is because of trauma, I guess. <laughs> I was probably like eight. And I'm like, what's going on with him? Oh, they're cutting off his leg. Why and is he, he screaming? Feel it. Because they ran out of pain reliever. Okay. They had no morphine. Okay, and back we, then they just chloroformed people. We so really he's gonna take a saw Alex, to his leg. Alex, we really need to wrap this up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going with the win. The movie was four hours. What'd you expect? 
Okay, let's welcome back our non-movie listeners. I'm I'm so excited for our non-movie listeners to be like, all right, the intro was pretty long, but like I'm ready to get into the rest of the podcast. An hour in, I mean, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna see the runtime. They're gonna see that the runtime is 90 minutes, and they're like, where did the time go? There, well, the it thing went is, there. This, this is our longest movie, and probably will be our longest movie forever. It's gonna it's gonna be special, guys. It's our 24 hour mark. We've had. 24 episodes, which means you have a full day worth of podcasts. The last one's going to be extra. It's a long movie. Okay, you have the improv segment. My <laughs> improv segment today is called Mediums with Large Balls. <laughs> so Alex wouldn't tell me what this pot, what this segment was. He wouldn't tell me what the content was, but he needed my help with a name. So we were just spitballing random, like... Spirit, like witchcraft-esque names and this was this was the best we could do so it's our improv segment as you know ladies and gentlemen we start off the podcast half of it is movie other half is an improv segment half is um, generous at this point at this point nine nine times out of ten half is movie half is an improv segment then we have a middle segment which we need to prepare and the third is a one-hit wonder which we never bring back so this improv segment is mediums with large balls and we have three rounds, Greg. And all it is, is we are mediums. Or you're a medium and I'm a customer and we'll go back and forth. The first round is called P&G cards, a.k.a. permanent good cards, a.k.a. tarot cards, a.k.a. future telling. And all you need to do is tell me what my future is. Okay. And that's it. All right. Would you please draw the first card from the deck? Yes. It appears to be a man fishing and he caught a girl. What? That is the upside down trout card. Have you had any trouble with your love life recently? I don't think so. Then I, I am afraid to tell you that you are about to experience it, but not to worry. It is a short spell. Hopefully um, everything shall return to normal within Six to eight years. Six to eight years? I'm married, dude. Listen, in the world of spirits, time is irrelevant. But believe me, once you have emerged from this spell, you will be able to love better and longer than ever before. So, as long as you have faith in yourself and faith in your growth, you will truly experience relational love like you have never experienced it before okay i'm gonna go ahead and pick a different card um wait is this just a picture of a stapler that is the office card that means that uh you are stable but unhappy am i correct yeah what unhappy i don't know i feel like that's a stretch so uh the staple card means that um you are going to um kind of just be chilling for a while (laughs) yeah okay interesting and your final card yeah it's uh it's black and it has some white dots. Is this just... Did you spill something on this? It's no, just black that, and white. No, no, that is the space card, which means 
which means people are getting too close and they are violating your boundaries that you um, have uh, have been expressive about or maybe not expressive. Maybe you need to be more expressive about your boundaries. Have you considered telling the people close in your life that you need a break? Uh, I mean, I, I've thought about it. I then mean... you should do it. Give yourself some space. That's what that card says. Believe me, I'm the professional. Okay. Well, this concludes that round. Interesting. Interesting choices, Craig. I, I really appreciate it. My round will be uh, podology, which is astrology, and I'm reading your signs based on some personality tests. All right. Do you want so, me to, Craig. Do you need to know my signs? I have them pulled up. No, Craig. We're going to make up signs, dude. Okay. So, my sun is in Aquarius. My Craig, moon we're going to make Taurus. up signs. My First of all, these are, is in these Leo. Are my Mercury is in Capricorn. My Venus is in Aquarius. My Mars is in Libra. My Jupiter is in Pisces. My Saturn is in Aries. My Uranus is in Aquarius. My Neptune is in Aquarius. My Pluto is in Sagittarius. And that's everything you need to know about me. Ladies, hit me up. I don't know what any of that means. So we're making up some new stuff. Okay. Uh, so, Craig, I'll give you a choice. I'm going to list six objects around the house. You'll tell me which one you connect with most, and I'll tell you what it reveals about your personality. Are you ready? Yes. A red correction pen, a plunger, a coffee machine, a remote control, a doorstop, and a coffee table. I made those all up. Please do not ask me to repeat them. <laughs> I also know what your recording studio light is like. looks like. So it makes me really question how you got plunger and coffee machine, because I know both of those things aren't in there. I was envisioning my entire house. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the red correction pen. Red correction pen. Okay. Next, would you describe your family as jaguars, tigers, platypusi? Platypi? Platypus? Multiple of the platypus. Um, kangaroos, koalas, or spider monkeys? Koalas. Interesting choice. And would he's, you... Okay, just... he's making all these up, but he's... When I give an answer, he's sounding like he's making a lot of thought and doing intense calculations. He's making now, this up. Would you describe your sex life as an oak? A plum tree, a lilac, a hydrangea leaf, a carrot, or a bamboo? I'm going to say like lilacs. Lilacs. Well, Craig, it's very interesting you chose those three. The red correction pen, koalas, and lilac. See, the red correction pen describes you. It describes how you look at your life. There is a lot of Things that you wish you could improve. Things that you can look back the second it happens and decide I should or shouldn't have done that. You have, are a cursory person. It does not hold you back from making decisions, but it does affect how you look at yourself. You are very critical. You look at yourself with a correction. Koalas, referencing your family. It means there's not a lot of pressure to perform. It means you have a very relaxed family atmosphere. Boundaries are not necessarily an obstacle. 
However, they do not need to exist because there is a very relaxed atmosphere. Because there is no pressure to accomplish things, a lot of times your relationship with your family also has no pressure. However, the, the possibility of ever getting deep is getting more and more difficult as you get older. And the lilac, describing your intimate life. Very interesting choice. You picked a flower when the other ones were trees. The trees and the branches and even the roots for the carrot describe stability, being grounded in something. This, those symbolize things more secure, more constant. Some might say vanilla, but you chose the flower, the lilac. Because you chose a lilac, it makes me believe you have frequent sex with multiple partners, very colorful individuals with very vibrant personalities. It seems that you get laid so often that the lilac as your choice might seem as though you are all of your lovers' favorite lover. So they might be hitting you back up, as the kids say, very often. You seem to be the receipt of many, many, many a booty call. I do not like how long we're talking about my intimate life. Well, Craig, that is your podology personality. Now, on the final round, you are the medium talking to my spiritual ghost family member, I guess, on the other side. Okay, so who did you want to talk to today? Um, I'd like to talk to my wife. Then who came in here with you? Who? I thought there was a woman that drove you here. Oh, that's my girlfriend. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, she's totally cool with it. We've always wanted a threesome. Um, but I mean, I don't know who else is going to get down with it. So we're really trying to reach out to my wife. We're going to try something, you know, a little different. So we were wondering. If okay, you could so just ju- just so I can just so I'm clear. We mm-hmm. want to reach out to your dead wife yep. for intimate relations with your s- current living self and living partner. Yeah, it was a new position in like the Kama Sutra book. I heard like through some Tai Chi energy stuff, it can really add another en- element to our intimate life. We're pretty passionate, so we were wondering if you could like, you know, reach out and see if she's cool with it, you know? Okay, well, I'm going to turn down the lights now. Um, yep. Perfect, dude. Already set in the mood. I really appreciate it. All right. Now, if you would grab my hands, please, and take uh, a deep okay. and take a deep breath with me so we can synchronize our minds. Are you there? Sp- Spirit? Are you there? Her name is Macy. Mildred. Are you no, there? Macy. It's, Ma- it's Macy. Ma- Macy. Macy, are you there? Are you? Dude, I'm just. I'm not getting anything. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, I'm pretty sure she's dead. She's been dead for like a week now. Well, some. It might take some time for her spirit to get to a place where we can communicate. But I will try again. Macy, your husband, your your. I mean, your past lover has reached out to me so I can reach out to you. Are you cool to get jiggy with it as the kids say? Do you want to, as Katy Perry might sing, 
Join a menage a trois. Katy Perry said that and no one else. Oh, by the way, tell her that uh, this new girl only speaks Spanish. So maybe she can learn a thing or two while she's up there. How familiar are you with Sofia Vergara? No, 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 no. Wrong girl. She's way too old for me. This, uh, hey, what's your, hey, what's your name? Uh, Maria. Okay. What, okay. What's your, uh, it doesn't matter. Just Maria. That's fine. <laughs> okay. If you're cool with, if you're cool with it, flicker the lights now. Flicker, 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 flicker. Oh, oh, oh. oh look at that. Look at that. Hey, ask her if we can try any new stuff or we have to do what I did with her. If you, if you, if you want to speak directly to your husband, flick once for yes, twice for no. No, flicker. don't ask it. Flicker. No, no, no. First of all, okay. if I want to talk to her. I would have done it from home. We need you here. Last time okay, we got okay. involved with the counselor and mediator, she nearly ripped me to pieces. I need you here. Don't open any lines, connections. My phone will be ringing off the hook. Okay. If you wish for us to see your face, Please form no, please in the crystal ball. Golly. Alex, yes. did your wife happen to look like a pigeon? Because that's what I'm seeing in the crystal ball right here. I'm seeing Wait, just we've like been to a the pigeon form of a pigeon. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a pigeon. She was okay, pretty curvy. No, okay, okay. She might have been pregnant. I can't remember. Wait, it's kind of fuzzy. You hold on, time out. You can't remember if your wife died when she was pregnant a week ago? Listen, dude. Um, hear me out. Once I knew she was having the baby, I was pretty much blitzed the whole time. Okay. I'm not yeah. what you would call. Uh, what is what is support? Attentive. Attentive, supportive, there. Um, okay. Well, sober. Uh, I have some bad and good news. The bad yes. news is I did contact this pigeon who is not your wife. The good news is the pigeon is down. Oh, I thought you were going to say the good news is the bit's over. well i guess it is now yeah and that is the improv segment mediums with large balls three rounds p and g cards the medium and podology let us know if you ever want to hear it again or if it was so bad we'll turn it into a one hit never do it again it's up to you audience you're the or if you're you're like the demographic or if you're like actually a medium like let us know let us know how we can improve our mediumness yeah Reach out. Um, we're all about studying roles to become more authentic. So let us know. Okay. Middle segment time. Mm-hmm. We are doing BuzzFeed quizzes, which we haven't done in like over 20 episodes. So this first BuzzFeed quiz. Did we have a name for this or did we are we just taking BuzzFeed quizzes? Dude, you, you can't ask me what I said 20 weeks ago. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know what we talked about last week. All right. Well. The name of it is Permanent Good Takes <laughs> BuzzFeed Quizzes. <laughs> so our first BuzzFeed quiz is called Everyone Has a Celebrity They Just Don't Vibe With and We Can Totally Guess Who Yours Is. I don't vibe with a <laughs> lot of celebrities, so we're going to see what's going on here. Alex, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so the first one. What would you rather do on a Friday night? Go clubbing, stay in and talk with friends, Netflix and pizza, sleep early. I'm stuck between stay in and talk with friends and Netflix and pizza. Uh, those were the I, two that I was stuck with. I chose stay in and talk with friends. 
I'm down. Especially if it looks just like that picture. Yeah. It's like all of them kind of a few glasses in. Um, which pet do you want the most? A chameleon, a cat, a dog, or a pet as if. As how, if. I chose I'm going to go dog. Uh, which celebrity do you like the most? DaBaby, Kanye West, Chris Evans, or Taylor Swift? I'm choosing Taylor what? Swift. I'm going to... What's so whack? I'm going to go... Dude, here's the thing. Kanye West is a true celebrity. But he's um, also the most uh, whack. So I would say volatile. He's got a mental yeah. disability. He's got an illness. Okay. Do I like the most? Unchecked specifically. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kanye West. Okay. You know the opposite of maybe you could rein him in. Um, why would you cancel a date? If I got sick, if I didn't like them, I found better plans or cancel. I would never. I would. I wouldn't cancel because I think at at the very worst, I would get a good story. I'm gonna say if I got sick, I would feel. Oh, you know what? That's a good reason. If I, mostly because I would feel bad if I got someone else sick, especially given the last twelve months. (laughs) Am I able to cover up that I'm sick? Well, they know they got it from me. Is what I'm wondering. Well, like if I'm sick. With something that I could have given them, I would feel bad about it. But if I'm sick with like a stomach bug and I throw up on the date, I'm going to feel just as bad about that. So All like, I'm saying is if I'm sick, right? Say I got COVID. Okay. Let's say something not as contro- controversial. Let's as say COVID. you got pneumonia. Say I got AIDS. Right? Okay. Um, and, and they don't know I have AIDS. And then I go out on the date and they get AIDS. But they have no idea they got AIDS from me. Like, they had multiple partners. They could have gotten it from me. They could have got it from a bunch of other guys. Okay, first of all, let's get a lot of... I'm going to go. No, stop. Alex, no, stop. I I am dead stop. You need to dead stop. First of all, you can't just give someone AIDS. Obviously, they would get HIV first. That'd be step one. And two, giving someone HIV without you telling them is a crime that you would get arrested for. If... I got caught, which is the whole reason I started this hypothetical. Can I give them something that does not trace back to me? You somehow. If yes. Cancel. I would never. If no, if I'm going to, if it's going to come back to me, then I'm definitely canceling. It. I get sick. I'm going to so, say, I'm going to say benefit. I'm going to say err on the side of caution. They would probably know if it was you. Okay. I'm going to go. If I got sick then. Finally, choose a color that just doesn't sit with right with you. Beige, Ooh, obviously. Pink, obviously. These are, are beautiful colors, by the way. That green is kind of annoying me, but in general, I like green. I'm going to go pink. I got, drumroll, Kim Kardashian. I got Taylor Swift. Ooh. Could have told you that, bro. Uh, and I could have told, told you mine you as well. Yeah. And the thing is, we would totally vibe with each other's not yeah. like celebrities. Dude, I would chill with Kim Kardashian. Dude, I would love to hang out with Taylor Swift. Look at that, man. Uh, okay. So, another reason why we should never meet your heroes. <laughs> All right. So the next one we're going to do with the next one we're going to do is every single breakup has a perfect song to go with it. What's yours? Um, and this was posted on February 12th. 2021 so we got the recent hits all right 
first, how would your BFFs describe you? Bold. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I'm going to pick this for you, and you get to pick mine. Yes. Okay. So, so our options are bold, kind, honest, charismatic, dependable, and loyal. Yours is charismatic. Yeah, okay, okay, you know what? I'm going to say either charismatic or bold. I will let you choose. I'm going to go... I feel like I'm more charismatic than I am bold, because I'm very bold on this podcast. I'm very bold around our friends. I think, in general... I are like around strangers. I'm not nearly as bold guys. No one at works. No, I, I talk about half the stuff I talk about on the podcast. So I'm gonna go charismatic for me. Okay. You, I will let you choose between kind and loyal. I'm going to say kind. Okay. Okay. Um, what is a quality you look for in an, in a significant other? A nice smile, patience, smart, a sense of humor, great taste, and optimism. I'm going to say a sense of humor. I'm stuck between smart and patience because I need a person with a lot of patience to be <laughs> with me. Yeah, I do too. Um, I definitely do too. I'm not sense too. of humor is okay. I couldn't make Macy laugh for like three years straight, so... <laughs> Turns out there, there was a, that's not there, a deal breaker. There was an upsetting period of time where Macy found me funnier than Alex. Yeah. Macy did not think I was funny at all. I think smart is high. I'm going to go with patience. I think I'm, I'm going to go with patience. I really value that. Okay. Choose a rom-com to watch on repeat. To all the boys I've loved before, throwing that one in the trash. Love and basketball. Never been kissed. Love, Simon. Crazy Rich Asians. Or When Harry Met Sally. I'm going with Love, Simon. Because I've only seen Love, Simon, and Crazy Rich Asians, and I liked it more. I'm going to go when Harry met Sally. All right. Choose a song title that describes your current relationship status. All by myself, crazy in love, I forgot that you existed, no tears left to cry, hot girl summer, dancing on my own. I'm going to go... Dude, all these are for like people not married, except yeah. for crazy in love. Although, Hot Girl Summer is coming up. <laughs> yeah, Alex. Everybody knows that Alex is every year's biggest participant in Hot Girl Summer since day one. I'll go crazy in love. I'll go crazy in love. I just clicked all by myself because it's the most accurate, objectively. Choose your celebrity crush: Chris Evans, Idris Elba, Zendaya, Michael B. Jordan, Megan Thee Stallion, Aubrey Plaza. Dude, what a bang up list! What a bang up list! This is amazing I'm, i would click every single one of these people yeah um aubrey plaza is that probably the best for me just because she's you know weird um, i'm stuck between zendaya and idris elba really yeah michael b jordan i think him and are too similar that's what He's i was gonna to the point, say yeah i feel like they'd be competing energies um he can be a little too much chris evans i think is very nice, but he's kind of nice and flirty with everybody. Idris Alva is like a macho man, like sex symbol. Chris Evans is a little too mama's boy for you. Yeah. Not that, Idris like, mama's, Alba is not just that like, mama's boy is inherently uh, a bad trait, just not necessarily for you. Idra, Idris Alba is like seduction and like, oh, it's a lot. Zendaya, I don't think I've ever had a crush on her, but of these people, I think she's the most achievable 
realistic. <laughs> we're almost the same age. Well, she's the most we're relatable. Both, she's the most relatable. Yeah, she's the most relatable. We're it's the same age. We're both half black. We're both sing dancers, actors. However, one of us is careers taking off right now. <laughs> However, I think I'm gonna go with Idris Elba. Okay. Like, oh uh, yeah. What a guy. Um, and finally, choose the photo that best fits your aesthetic. I'm gonna describe these photos as good as possible. We have succulents and plant or succulents in pots. We have kind of like a night like a city night reflecting on glasses kind of vibe. We have a sunset over some uh leafless trees with birds in the branches we kind of got like this like bubblegum cotton candy type color aesthetic we got fairy lights strung uh over a sunset and we've got a leather bound book with flowers and uh ink quill i'm stuck by the way succulents mean cactuses you inbreds um i'm stuck between the book and the city lights, I'm leaning towards... I'm going to go city lights, though. I'm tied between the city lights and, like, the bubblegum pop. But, yeah, I think I got to go... I got. I think I'm going to go with that, with the city lights as well. I got Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. I got Shout Out to My Ex by Little Mix. <laughs> Dude, that's fire. I'm, a, yeah. I'm on board with that. Do you identify as, with... Uh, what you wrote in that song about me you said do you identify with that song now i drive alone past your street that song is very sentimental and i'm a very sentimental person so like yeah it's a very good song it's a very good song i think this one is good because we got the right answers for who we are i don't know yeah. what the options were i'm sure there could have been a bunch of them that would have fit maybe better you know this the description is your last relationship was a bit messy well it was seven years ago so yeah (laughs) you probably didn't see eye to eye in most things and your personalities weren't compatible yeah but honestly good riddance now you have so much time to live your life the way you want to show your ex you're doing so much better without them well i'm married and i'm about to have a kid so i think that's accurate if I was going through a breakup when that song came out, I would have been like on the highway, Bluetooth speaker maxed, like just cranking it and cruising it to the song. So like, I think so. Hit some driver's license at like 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Just by um, yourself. Do you want to do down. the third quiz or do you want to just move to the one hit? You know what? I want to go long. Okay. Let's go long. Let's just, just give the people what they want. And down. if they hate it. Oh. Guys, we do this once every 24 episodes. Get over yourself. Okay middle of the middle segment we're doing this long episode specifically because the movie was long but also for the sponsor of this week's episode the one who provided us with hbo max once again wouldn't be able to do this without you andrew wells thank you very much thank you very much uh again we'd like to say a couple good things about our sponsor andrew wells um he's tall he's very tall Uh, okay very might be an exaggeration he is taller than most men um currently tall, serving our country good. in uh the reserves army yeah. reserves yeah he to be was more specific yeah, he was gone for a month in january and so like we're you know he was off doing you know stuff in washington dc driving important people charismatic yeah a little bit of a ladies man to much of our surprise um a consistent xbox player faithful friend 
Like, um, let's let's get one thing. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but like, it could be like one a.m. and he has work the next morning, and like he's like just getting to bed. If you say, "Hey, do you want a war zone?" he will spring up and get and get on Xbox. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Andrew Wells for sponsoring this episode. Okay. So this final quiz is called "The More Honest You Are, The More Accurate This Personality Type Quiz Is." This was posted on December twenty sixth, twenty twenty. There are six types of people in this world. Which one are you? This quiz uses 15 multiple choice questions, so we should probably go kind of fast. Sure. Uh, you're playing a game of white elephant and choose one of the presents below. What do you choose? I picked one. I By the way, I'm not gonna, we're not going to describe every single one of these options. Wait, do, no, I have to, do I have to physically click on the picture? Yeah, you can pick the, pick the picture. Um, I picked the one with like uh, butcher paper um, and okay, just a I'm, simple ribbon. I'm picking this one on the bottom right. That's like a kind of like a sturdy box uh, with oh, twine. Yeah, with twine. Yeah, mine's middle left for you guys. Keep track at home. Okay, that's true. Uh, coworker offers you a donut. What do you choose? Um, I'm going with the with the fully chocolate one with like glazing on it. I'm going top row, second from the left. It's a simple donut with a chocolate glaze and sprinkles okay favorite day of the week saturday friday bro mess with me Ooh, actually no i think you're right because i can fridays still be, yeah slap bro. okay where is your preferred place to sit at a meal this is an eight placed table so you got two at that on either head of the table then three on one side three on the other I'm so, going to go. I'm this yellow chair in the bottom right. So that way I can still see pretty much everybody. I'm blue bottom left. Dabba dee dabba die. Boo ba dee dee da dee ba. Okay. Um, your frenemy asks you for iced tea. How much do you fill the glass? Probably number, f- probably the second one. It's like two thirds full. Uh, no, I'm going full. Because it's one of those things, oh, you want to ask for a glass? I'm filling this thing up. Guess who's going to have to take a potty break, girl? <laughs> okay, this next one is pick a card, any card. I Oh, you, I like this you could one. pick this for me. You already know what I'm going to go with. Yeah, you're going with that first one. What? No. You like the red. I do like the red. Did you just convince me? What the heck? <laughs> I wasn't going to go bottom, second from the right. I really now I'm tripping, dude. I honestly don't know which one to go with. So I have to choose. It's just a card. One of them is black. I mean, is uh, brown and red, and the other one is like a navy brown. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go yours. I'm gonna go top left, uh, red and brown. Okay, I chose the bottom right pink one. Which of these is your favorite part? The beginning, the middle, the end. I'm a sucker for a good conclusion. I'm a middle guy to the max, dude. Dude, Mass Effect 3 is my favorite Mass Effect. Endgame is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Like, I get it. Dude, Uh, middle. Middle of weddings. Hit me at the beginning of reception. Speech has just ended. Dark Knight in the Batman trilogy. Middle. uh, You're at a pizza party. Which pizza do you grab a slice of first? I grab the cheese one because I'm basic and also eight years old. Uh, I'm going to go the closest thing to meat lovers. So I think that's going to be uh, the one on the left second from the top. Okay. Um, Where do you prefer to sit in a four seater car? Let me drive that girl. Then I'm passenger. I got to drive, dude. Yeah. Big on that. Uh, pick a key. 
I thought this heart key is kind of cute. I'm actually okay with the heart key. I'm going with the first one. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, pick a door to go through. There's a yellow, red, orange, and green one. Kind of feeling I'm going through orange. Red. What'd you, I feel what, like orange is like it's splitting. The red door is going to be bad door. Green door is going to be good door. Yellow and orange are on the fence. I feel like less people would pick orange. I'm going through that one. And that orange is also just disgusting. <laughs> this is a disgusting uh, orange. By disgusting, you mean awesome. Uh, if the ice cream shop ran out of the ice cream you ordered, which of these would you pick? Top right. Uh, it's like I, a rocky road. Um, I'm choosing the one right next to it because that's like a blue moon probably flavor. I was, it was stuck between the top right, which is rocky road, or cookies and cream, but I'm going to go top right. Okay, don't overthink it. Just pick one of these books. I chose the second from the right. That that tall I one that's kind of picked green. the second from the left. All right. I overthought it. I overthought it. I'm going to go with my initial choice. It's fourth from the left. All right. Which genre do you hate the most? Comic book isn't a genre, but okay. Romance, musical, comedy, horror. I'm going horror. Actually, no. I think romance. Mm. Romance is rough, but I always walk away being like, your boy can do better than this. Comic books are fire. Everyone messes with Marvel. Comedies always hit or miss, dude. I'm yeah. going to go comedy. Comedy movies just aren't aren't it for me. I don't feel like anyone has really hit my type of humor. I'm going to go with romance movies because I like things with romance, but I don't like romance being the genre. Very good point. Uh, and finally, pick a candy from this box of chocolates. If you're not in the mood for something sweet right now, tap the empty slot. I hate chocolate boxes. I hate chocolate this boxes. This is beautiful. I'm going to go. Because um, I don't know what's inside. I'm, I'm A, B, C, D across the top. One, two, three, four, five across the left. Going down yeah. your rows. I'm, I'm going, going A2. C4. <laughs> C4. Okay. I got the social butterfly. I'm the life of the party and I'm charming and free spirited. I got the protagonist. You have the big main character of the movie energy. Okay. You know what? Time out. I think it kind of got us. Hey, I think it kind of got us. This is good, dude. Hey. Uh, you're an effortless... Effortless... Effortlessly. You're an idiot. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> you're an effortless... Wow. This is what a stroke... Anyone else smell toast? You're an... <laughs> you're an effortlessly clever person with big there dreams. There is not a and funnier... There's oh, not a funnier word you could have messed up on. I just want to say, uh, like the the dramatic irony is rich. Yeah. So you're an effortlessly clever person with big dreams and even bigger plans to make them come true. Facts. You have a bright personality and a kind heart, but you can easily get caught up in the chaos of life and lose sight of what you really want. Holy smokes, have they been reading my diary? Um, Angelica Martinez, you did you did good work. Good job. Shout out you, dude. You, you know what? If I could thumbs up you, oh, there is a way. I'm harding that. It's amazing. All right. Thank you so much. That was our middle segment. Permanent good takes BuzzFeed quizzes. All right, Craig. I'm going to wrap this up with our one hit wonder called PG-13. It Um, it was only a matter of time before we used that as a pun. It was only a matter of time. Permanent good, 13, PG-13. We're going to take turns coming up with new swears their meaning and making sure they just sound legit make sure they roll off the tongue so we don't swear on this podcast but we're gonna get close so a ruck uh derived from the word ruckus is wet it's um 
some it's someone who causes a ruckus frequently like oh just stop being such a ruck like stop causing problems uh mine is gonna be a fuddle lover f-u-d-d-l-e lover a fuddle lover um that's the person who can't stop vying for attention and will change their personality just to get someone to like them so a person who walks into a party and goes hey who saw the last movie oh we hated it yeah man it sucked that's a fuddle lover um some someone like if you call someone a calendimer that's someone who like will stop everything for like the sake of time you know they are very time sensitive like itinerary to a t you know very type a like to a fault like that's a calendimer um then we have a crack diver a crack diver this is the person who won't be quiet won't just like have like a hyperactive personality and has to fill dead space with their voice. They can't take awkward science, awkward silences. Something always has to be going on. They can't calm down. Crack diver. Um, an expletive that you would shout if, uh, if something like isn't like feeling like if something sudden happens that you're not comfortable with, you would shout Kang K A N G. Because, like, you have that harsh K at the beginning, but that, like, G is kind of soft and doesn't resolve itself as much as you would like. So it kind of shows, like, like there's something that still needs to be finished, but I'm still upset about it. So that's a Kang. So this is where a lot of people already use. It's called a, it's a frat, F-R-A-T. Okay. A frat is a group of people um, who love each other, but everyone hates them on the outside. So it's it's kind of like a cult or, you know, a frat where the people in it are loving life. They love the camaraderie. They love the group. But everyone on the outside is like, do they not know that they're a frat? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like most popular kids. You know, they know they're popular, but like they come they they, they come. I with- don't think they don't know that everyone hates them. It's fun to be in the frat. Everyone outside is like these guys will not chill out. Why they can't be? Why can't they just be normal? You got anything else? Not really. Um, I got one more. Never mind. I, I gotta stop with the roast of people personally. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna stop. I I almost dropped someone's name as a swear, and they said they were boring. They'll never amount to anything, and it's what you call people when you know nothing important is gonna come out of their life. Hey, you know who you are. Um, so I'm not gonna say. <laughs> And that's all I got, man. That's PG-13. It's never coming back. All right. We might use that name for something else later on. And when we do, don't remind us of this one hit. Yeah, because I already forgot about it. All right. So that is it for us this week. Next week, we are watching the 1940 Pride and Prejudice. If you watch the 2005 Pride and Prejudice, I will come to your house and I will kick your knee. Like right on the kneecap. It's going to hurt. Follow us on Twitter at, what is it? Permanent Good at Permanent Good. That's our podcast. I'm pretty um, sure you run it. <laughs> and follow me personally at Permanent Handle. Oh, yeah. You can hit me up at Alex the Goods, A-L-E-X-T-H-E-G-O-O-D-E-S. Alex the Goods on all social media. Um, if you like these long episodes. We're not, Too bad, because yeah, we're not going to do this very often. Do, yeah, we're not going to keep doing them unless we watch like an absurdly long movie again. Yeah, and guess what? There's not a whole lot of 
four hour long movies. We got two movies. We talked twice as long as normal. Yeah. Unless, oh, you know what? We have plans for a few months from now where we oh, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. So never mind. You might be getting long episodes in the actually very, very near future. Well, guys, <laughs> I hope you like it. If you don't, make sure to, you know, skip the movie portion. You can do it. Or skip the spoilers. There's ways to circumvent this. Use your brains. Yeah. Use your Uh, noggin. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.